I feel the need, the need for Sheev. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. As you can tell, I'm a little excited about Top Gun because the new trailer came out last week. And because Star Wars news isn't really hitting us yet, I got my fill via Tom Cruise. So thank you, Tom Cruise and your witchcraft. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. Again, I'm John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we do have a good show, though, today. We're going to talk about some Sith Troopers and whether or not some information came out that we shouldn't have seen yet. Uh, some news about Mando and the future of Mando and some other stuff. And, of course, your questions. So let's bring in James and Lacey. Guys, happy Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. It was a heat wave where I am. I don't know about you guys, but uh, how's it going? What's up? Um... Jumping off that Top Gun thing, I'm going to say this real quick. This is the first time that Tom Cruise looks old. <laughs> he does. He definitely does. He looks old in this movie. And I was like, mm. I just saw Fallout and I was like, man, he's never going to age. And then Top Gun Maverick comes out and I'm like, when did he film this? <laughs> 30 years from now? He looks old. <laughs> they ran it through the face app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't no. know what it is. That's I wonder right. if I wonder if they added makeup to make him look older. They might have. They absolutely might have. Yeah. I don't know because I don't think his hair. Looks his hair's like old. jet black still. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But guys, did you hear? Cats comes out when Star Wars comes out. So like, we all have to make a decision. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> It's going to be mm. super tough to decide what to see because... Episode nine or feline? Human cats. Yeah. I, I just... Don't know. Taylor Watch. Swift is a cat. Jason J- Derulo is a cat. JJ James pushes Gordon the release date back. He's like, I don't want to compete with cats. That's the Rebel funny thing Wilson to me. <laughs> is a cat. <laughs> the funniest thing about it is like James Cameron was like, oh, I'm moving Avatar because I'd feel bad for Star Wars. And Katz is like, no, we got this, guys. Yeah. We're going for it. Well, you know, Katz is going to do that promotional stuff where they like make a nod to Star Wars or something. And they're like, do you like weird creatures? Uh, See cats in a litter box far, far away. <laughs> when, did, when does Jumanji come out? I have no idea. I think it already came out like two years no. ago or something. Well, no. Okay, so Welcome to the Jungle came out at the same week as Star Wars, and actually did like really, really well. And Wait so a minute. they were like, I thought they were like, oh shoot. Well, then we're doing that again. They're making another Jumanji. Yeah. Are you kidding? With Danny yeah. DeVito. What? Yeah. And Dan. Dan uh, Where have you been? Danny Glover. I I I unplugged from all that. That first uh, that first one I almost forgot about. But John loves cats. Did you? You didn't see it, did you? No. Yeah, it was really good. No, it was well, good. If, if you liked it, I would. It like was it. good. It was. I know. Good. That's why John, I'm not going to see it. I'm saying John it's good. doesn't watch good movies. <laughs> he thinks it's going to be bad. He I just told it, you I'm going to see Top he... Gun Maverick. It's going to be the great. It's going to win an Oscar. <sighs> Best special effects. I don't Polls. know. We'll see. Um, yes. So. <laughs> We have this thing on the, on the podcast we call polls, and we're going to get into the results of those polls right now. 
Okay, guys, we are introduced to new troopers and guards in just about every new Star Wars movie, right? Especially of late. Uh, most of which come and go without much of an impact in the, the particular movie. But is that going to change? Will the Sith troopers have a bigger role in the Rise of Skywalker than past troopers and guards have? We know when they come out, everyone gets excited. The figures come out, the Black Series, the details, the guns, all that, all the blasters, uh, all that stuff. And then what happens? Pfft, dead, gone, not much impact. But will it change? So we asked you guys if it will, and not a, not a, not a bad uh, mixture of uh, results here. So uh, 14% of you said, I can't make up my mind just yet. Uh, 35% said, yes, these are different. They will make a bigger impact. And 51%, so half of you out there said, no, just another trooper. So I was absolutely surprised by this because I figured the whole Sith thing would push people over the edge a bit more than 35%. Uh, Lacey James, um, surprised by the results. And uh, where'd you lean on your uh, voting for this one? I'm not surprised at all because we talked about this last week. And while the name is interesting itself, we all, well, John and I, thought that the trooper itself really wouldn't change the story necessarily as a character but the name means something. So I'm not surprised that people were like, no, it's just another trooper. What what does this mean? Um, I think that I put, no, it's just another trooper. I'm pretty sure that's what I put be standing by my statement of, yeah, the name's cool and probably plays into a bigger picture, but the trooper itself, it's probably not going to do anything. Although I'd mm-hmm. like to see it, like I said, shoot Poe Dameron. Yeah, well, I, that's weird. James, well, we'll get back to you in a second. James, what... Why? Um, why is that weird? Why are you hating on Poe Dameron so much? I'm not, understand. but he got hit by someone in those pictures, so I'd like he to be right He probably bumped his it. arm on a on a railing. It's wrapped with his scarf, though. A rare railing he in Star like Wars. He has, like, what are they called? What are they called? Tourniquet? I don't think... I don't know if he has a tourniquet. That'd be more serious. But, um, James, which way did you vote on this? You said yes, no. Can't make up your mind. I don't remember. Neither can I, really. I, you know, the thing is, is like, I, the only thing I do remember about this poll is not really liking the answers. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't agree with any of them. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think, yes, these are, these are clearly going to have a bigger role in the movie, but then (laughs) I don't think that they're just another trooper, you know? So I, I was like, I guess I can't make up my mind, but I do have my mind made up about them. (laughs) I don't know. So leave a comment, it, it, and if you have the best yeah. comment, you can be featured it, on the podcast. It was weird. <laughs> you know what I will say, though, is it seems like once we get to the Resistance report that it, it does seem like they're they're not... I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're as directly related to the Sith as the name might imply. Mm. So at this point, I guess if I had to vote, I'm maybe I am going for the no, just another trooper. Hmm. Um, wow. But I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's tough with the answers. You know, I try to make them as interesting as I can. They only give you a few options to choose from. So I do I do my best. Sorry, guys. Disappoint. But uh, Best comment, though, went to Daniel Hampton at Danny Ham in 1995. Hi, Danny Ham. Um, good year, 1995. I feel like some good things happened. The, the movie Independence Day didn't exist yet, so things were a lot better on the movie front back then. <laughs> so, um, And Danny said... The impact the different troopers make is selling more toys. And he's absolutely correct, I think. But And I buy all of them. 
Yeah. So are there going to be a couple of red uh, troopers behind you one day? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Are you going with one or are you going to like do a, 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 a duo set? Depends how much they are. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, now we are going to talk a little bit more about these Sith troopers. So let's hand the baton to Mr. James Bainey to fire up the piping hot, white hot Star Wars news happening in the <laughs> Resistance Report. James, what's up, man? It's the Resistance. Red hot, John. Red hot. Red hot. Like Sith uh, troopers. I'm so used to the old, white hot. I'm so used to the original troopers. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, well, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Sith Troopers in this week's Resistance Report. Looks like uh, San Diego Comic-Con is going on and they're doing their whole, I don't know if you knew this or not, but they're doing like a uh, homage to all the different Stormtroopers and they stuck the Sith Troopers up there. Uh, one of the things uh, in their big displays, they have all the costumes and they usually have a short description of what each one is about, but actually they put up a description on the Sith Troopers for whatever reason. Why did this thing even get made if they were going to pull it like immediately? Like, I don't understand that, but this little thing goes up and there's, we only seem to have one blurry picture and people are kind of trying to reread over it. But the people who saw it says basically the interpretation that we have is pretty close to accurate, but we believe it said something along the lines of in its ultimate push towards galactic conquest, the first order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and agent legacy. Okay. So John, uh, I don't know. Well, before we even get into you, where I was coming from with the poll was (laughs) this to me personally, is it seems to me that they're they're just troopers that draw inspiration and power. Well, it says and power. Man, this is so confusing now. Unlimited. I, inspiration <laughs> from uh, I when I did read it initially, I will say I read it as they draw inspiration from a dark and ancient legacy. So I kind of thought it was like the Sith were great and we're going to be like the Sith or something yeah, like that. Right. But it does say they draw power. And I don't know, man, this whole thing is really starting to get interesting to me because it seems like they're pitching them as the next trooper. Yeah. It's like, they're like, Oh my God, we, we came, you know how there's a new trooper for every, every movie. We came up with this one and this one, it's just red. And also they use force powers. But anyway, we're uh we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give them uh, a new blaster. It's gonna look amazing. It's gonna be really cool, and uh, also they're gonna be able to throw people using the force. But that's not important. Look, okay. we really want to force. That. You know, it's it's so weird to me. Like, it, <laughs> oh, one know. more thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to get force choked by a stormtrooper? Here you go. Yeah. Also, um. We gave some of them names. There's Bob, there's Sally, there's Ezra. Anyway, you don't need to know this stuff. It's what? Ezra, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like, what? Yeah. How are you just leafing over the most important bits? I don't know. Um, I don't know, John. So so where are you at with this right so now? Here, here's, here's my thing. Did they pull it back because it had a mistake on it? Or did they pull it back because they were like, oh, we made this up and it was printed and proofed and delivered here but it shouldn't have been. That doesn't make sense to me. 
So my first instinct is that there's something that was wrong on the description because, and the reason why I say that is because they also screwed up one about the original stormtroopers because on the original stormtroopers uh, blockade or whatever you call the the sign, it said first order troopers and it was for the original stormtrooper from the from a new hope. So someone Death really troopers also said they showed up in Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah, so did. someone really screwed this up across the board. And I know they were first talking about this being a, a pavilion at D23. I didn't know this whole thing was going to be happening at San Diego. So I don't know if this was supposed to be a surprise or, hey, we're doing this first. It wasn't year. a surprise. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know that. I just thought it was at D23. They screwed this up big time because whoever's in charge of line, uh, uh, proofing these, writing these, uh, getting these made up and, and placed, there was three errors right there. The Death Troopers, the Original Troopers, and this, potentially the Sith Troopers. So my first instinct is something's wrong here. And it might be like you're saying, James, they drew their power from ancient you know, legacy and, and dark. Maybe that's not right. Maybe it is just supposed to be inspiration. So it's either that... Or they gave us in this information and we're not supposed to have it. But again, why would they make this, print it out, bring it there, and put it on display if it was 100% not supposed to be there? So something is way off here, and I'm not ex- sure which one it is. Lacey, I want to ask you, because th- this is the thing is, okay, so we're, we're considering the possibility that maybe it's that and power. So they don't have powers, but they're, maybe they're just drawing inspiration. But even then... When was the last time that any stormtrooper had a religious aspect to them? They're drawing inspiration from the dark and ancient legacy of the Sith. Like, what group of stormtroopers is that? I don't know. I didn't take the description that way at all. Which, first of all, shout out to Charlie Ashby, who took the time to stare at this like crazy, and it gave me a headache. And then John figured out that it said conquest, because he can read blurry words, apparently. I got one word. Charlie got 90 of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good job, buddy. So... James, that that wasn't, by the way, meant to play down what you're saying. I just didn't read it that way. I read it as not necessarily that they're drawing power, like kind of like sucking power off of something or being force sensitive. I took it as power as influence, like they're getting inspiration and influence power standing from an ancient legacy. So I took it as that they were they work for Palpatine and that they do his bidding and get power and the ability. But it says the first order. Yeah, you think Palpatine has a legion of first order troopers? I know, but we don't know who's ultimately behind the first order. We know that we know that Kylo Ren and Hux work for the first order. You don't know if there's someone else behind it beyond Kylo, Kylo Ren. So you think you think Snoke was not really the supreme leader? Well, I'm not saying that that's yes or no. I'm just saying there is a possibility that there could be a further boss that we're unaware of. Because right now, Kylo Ren right now, as far as we know, via <laughs> right. facts, is he is the supreme leader. I know, John. I okay, understand I'm just that. <laughs> I'm just saying that there could ultimately be someone else pulling strings beyond that that we're unaware of. Bigger Kylo? No. I'm just kidding. Um, Going back to the actual event stuff, as someone that once made these signs for a solo exhibit, I can tell you that the process is that you get descriptions from Lucasfilm, you make said signs in Photoshop, you route them for approval from Lucasfilm, and they okay them, and yet one of my signs had a spelling error on it, 
and I had to get it reprinted the day of. What was the spelling <laughs> error? Uh, what was it? I forget. It was something really with silly. One e? No, 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 not like that. Like it was like an actual typo. Like two letters were switched or something. Hansul. I just remember because <laughs> I just remember because I was stressed out. It was Dryden Voss's sign. I forget mm. what the actual typo was, but the reason I was oh, a little Voss V O S V O S S. That was a highly debated thing. Remember? Oh yeah. It was. It is because it was S. printed on the pop figures incorrectly mm-hmm. and some other stuff. So you might have even mentally just typed it like, which one is it? You know, Or it that might be what they gave to me and it was wrong. Oh, that's true too. I don't yeah. remember regardless, but yeah. I remember stressing out because these mannequins are in these big like plexiglass cases and the way they get put in is you have to slide all the sides in and then they screw them into place so you can't get into the cases. So I couldn't put the back of the case on until I replaced this sign, which I was rushing to print. So Dryden Voss's mannequin was like all open in the back. Mm -hmm. It was stressful. That being said, I think that this was a mistake and they printed that for D23 and it was in the containers with the ones that they're displaying at um, San Diego because what happens is when they do these shows where they ship them from place to place, it's usually the same containers over and over and over again. Why are you smiling like that? Me? Yes. I'm just thinking about this whole situation. It's interesting. Keep going. So they put the mannequin into these boxes and then they put all the, the props and the signage in the box with the mannequin. So I could see them printing out multiple signs for maybe multiple tours of these mannequins. And maybe that sign was meant for D23 and not for a San Diego and someone accidentally put it out. I wonder though, why, why Which is a simple they... mistake. It is. But also were the, were the ones at San Diego Comic-Con not supposed to have any signs? Cause it's odd that they all had signs except for one because they're saving that sign for later. Well, maybe, like maybe they, they weren't... weren't supposed to put out any of the signs and they since they put out the one important like giveaway sign, they were like, well, shoot, pull, pull that one, pull it. But they well, didn't pull all of them or something. I don't know. That might be it because they might be holding on to that description for D23 because obviously it's a Disney property. So they want to have the bigger news for the later show. So I could see them holding on to that until they talk about it in the panel Man. of what these guys do. And then they put out that sign because they I hold stuff get all the Sith time. Troopers in the behind the scenes stuff. Right, yeah, and they could yeah. talk about the process more and that behind-the-scenes stuff of making you know, them and where they come from and stuff like that because the last D23, they announced a bunch of Marvel stuff like at the show, and they had it covered, and they do that stuff all the time. So like at AwesomeCon, they had the Porg covered until the show opened because they didn't want anybody to know that the Porg was there. Yeah, it, it's it's like, who cares? Like, it's at yeah, Celebration, they had... Buzz. They had those two uh, speeder-looking things on the Star Wars stage floor covered up, and they uncovered them like, oh, there were speeders, like everyone thought. I think this is more specific because they do say inspiration and power from an ancient... I know, but if we found that out now, who cares? Like, I'm so... Uh, I'm getting. I'm so tired of like the. It's got to be a secret. Oh my god! We find out that there's a discussion about this, John. Yes, maybe Thursday we'll talk about it. John is such a salesman. He's yeah. just setting up for the Thursday episode. You know what, guys? <laughs> Let's. You guys want to? We'll we'll talk about this on Thursday. I like to be okay. more in depth. All right. All right. I think it was an honest mistake. That's where. But that what about the other errors? That's my point, though. The Death Trooper things, like James just that's said. A, and, that's a typo. 
It's not a typo. They're like the like a typo is like I put an S instead of a you know R. So but- here's what happens is when you're working events, someone will be like, Oh, by the way, did you do those signs? And the the PA or the coordinator will be like, What signs? And they're like, the signs for the things. And they're like, Well, we're leaving for San Diego tomorrow. And they're like, We need signs. So they throw together some signs, they don't prove freedom, or they look at them really quick. They aren't thinking about it. They print the signs, they put them in the container, they bring them with them, they look at them, they don't like there's so much that goes into these events that because ninety eight percent of the time no one ever points this stuff out, <laughs> right? <laughs> except go, Star Wars well, that's fans, not right? That's dumb. And right. Except Star Wars fans, the minute they're on the show floor, oh right. boy, that that's just right, well that seems so avoidable to me. And you know how I am with that stuff. Like that's because you're like a grammar person. As someone that worked in events, the last thing you're working about... Death Troopers in The Last Jedi? Like, what is it? What are they doing? Here's the other thing, the other option, which happened with me, is that you have a Photoshop file or an Illustrator file where you have multiple layers of multiple things, and they have the wrong layer selected for the print. So, like, they have all the Except for the fact that there was no trooper in... Yeah, that's Rogue the thing. One it's and just, Last Jedi. No, I'm saying because at the bottom, <laughs> listen, the bottom has all the movies listed and the descriptions above and they're yeah. both separate layers. So if you're clicking through the descriptions and the movies are at the bottom and you forget to deselect the movie and select the other movie, that's easily a way to accidentally print the wrong movie. I'm just shocked that Maybe. they screwed up yeah. three of these things. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh, John. Am I, is that wrong? It's a simple thing, but anyway. But that's what I'm saying, though. I think that's honestly what it was, is someone was doing an Illustrator file and they had all the movies in one folder and someone was clicking through and they were working quickly and made a mistake. Um, well, as per uh, Daisy Ridley was on tour doing all of the press for her latest movie mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, the person on tour doing all the press this week is John Favreau. That's right. He's promoting uh, Lion King right Jay now. Favs. And of course, just like Daisy Ridley, everybody gets him on and they go, how can we fit Star Wars into this thing? Does this guy have any sort of ties to Star Wars? Yes, he does. All right, we're using that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they got some Star Wars out of this guy. Um, he's talking about how not only is he currently working on season two of the Mandalorian, but he also has started some pre-production on it. This is uh this is interesting news, even though we kind of did already know, or we, we think we already kind of know that this was a kind of greenlit from the very beginning that he was going to get his two seasons. Lacey, are you excited about uh, John Favreau working on the Mandalorian season two? Yeah, I think that's, first of all, that's really cool. It doesn't surprise me that they're doing two seasons because most streaming services will do at least two. Like Netflix has a rule that they always do two seasons of something. Rule of two? Kind of, yeah. So, um, because they want to give a show a chance or people watch it later so they don't, they need time to catch up. But um, I'm super excited. That means that like he believes in a story and that the story is going to end in a place that it needs to continue on. So that's super exciting and i mean we're hearing budget things about it i think this show is going to be unreal like one of the best shows you've ever watched i honestly do i from what we saw at celebration it looks so good and guys i wasn't on the train before but i'm definitely on the mandalorian train Mm -hmm. um 
John, do you have anything to add to that? Or should we talk a little bit about the like special effects that they're doing? Uh, I am surprised because I wasn't sure this if this was going to be a situation where Favreau's just like, I'm starting this thing and writing the first season, but then I'm going to hand it over. And because, you know, Favreau can do at this point pretty much anything he wants. Lion King's, you know, probably just made $200 million this past weekend uh, on, on its way to another huge Favreau success. Um, so he's pretty sought out right now. So I, I, I'm a little surprised that to hear that he's coming back for season two. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. I figured the show would. I don't know if he would, but I feel like it's his baby, though. Yeah. So I am excited to see that he's following through with it because a lot of series, especially as they go on, um, you see their writing quality dips because those writers move on to other things. They get more lucrative offers. So it's possible that that could happen in the future with The Mandalorian, but I'm glad to see that. Um, But I do want to talk about the the visual effects stuff um, and why they're doing it. I'm very interested about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too into exactly what they're going on with this, but it, I mean, it's crazy. He goes into full detail about how they're kind of creating these sets. And long story short is they're kind of like projecting the backgrounds and then reanimating them later, if I read this correctly, uh, using like, um, not Unreal Engine, but uh, like Epic Game Engine to recreate this stuff and it's just he's always seems to be on the cutting edge he's like the other james cameron of (laughs) you know different types of special effects and stuff and they've been keeping a lot of the special effects under wraps that we've heard a lot about the void um we don't really quite know what that is and now he's also talking about projection mapping and how it can film just about anywhere in any scenario mm-hmm. uh i mean you, you have the guy coming off of the jungle book and the lion king and like there's nothing in it that's real uh it's all <laughs> yeah, right. you know it's like i trust this guy if he wants the mandalorian to be in the jungle you know it doesn't matter if he's filming in his backyard we're in the jungle so um so yeah i think i think this stuff is cool um john did you want to say anything about that or Lacey, do you want to talk about special <laughs> effects I, I would like to talk how you said that John and James are at the head of technology. And I'm sitting here like John and James are at the head of technology. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> John Favreau, James Cameron. Yes. Oh. You're both named John and James. I didn't wow. realize that. I didn't realize that either. I figured just. Yeah, I was like, I didn't say John and James were at the... I'm at the head of not getting jokes. That's what I'm at the head of. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> um, that felt real flat. I'm at the top of the list on that. Um, <laughs> no, the the, v, the the VAFX stuff, I liked what he said. And the chain, the chain of events that happened that allow it to be a... Fit a TV production time schedule, but be on the grand scale of movie production. So... They have 10 to $15 million per episode is the rumor. But he's saying because of the budget they have, they're allowed to do this like like setting up these shots to know how they're going to do it, when they do it, when they actually get to filming, which cuts down a lot of you know setup time and production time in, pre, mm-hmm. in pre-production, which allows them to do all of these things in a much smaller time scale than a movie that would take a year, a year and a half. They can do this in a couple months like how these TV series are, are, are produced. So uh, this doesn't exist, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And the fact that they're able to do that now 
really makes you wonder what the future of Star Wars series can be beyond the Mandalorian. Uh, Cause you, mm-hmm. you start my start getting, you know, watering at the mouth. You're thinking about a solo two or other big things they can do on a um, short form storytelling basis and just knocking these things out one after uh, another, if it becomes successful. So we may be seeing a lot of big budget Star Wars TV series coming down the line. And those of us who really love going to the movies to seeing these things may not be as worried about those when we start seeing uh, more of these ideas roll out. What's funny about John Favreau is like, I can imagine all his friends being, he's like, Hey man, let me show you something, what I'm working on. And then you're watching this. You're like, Oh my God, dude, that looks, that looks so that where'd you film this? That's a real line. Right. And he's like, nah, dude, all fake. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, what? And they lose their minds. Then, a, then a couple, a little while later, he's like, dude, I want to show you what I'm working on. And, the, and he's like, Oh my God, what is this? Oh, Mandalorian spacecraft. Oh, what is this? Is razor quest, man, you're these special effects look great. And he's like, all real baby like all miniature <laughs> stuff <laughs> like it seems so clear that that would be a mm. fake thing yeah but yeah. it's real they're using real ships down in the down in the I, basement they were filming right of uh, ILM yeah and i <laughs> yeah, loved when they so talked nuts. about that panel and like the the model building that went into that i loved how it was like an all hands on deck like old school model guys were like hey man i heard you i heard you making models Hey man, mm-hmm. can I come into the basement? <laughs> like, hey, can I join this? And they yeah. were like doing it in their garage and stuff. Like, I thought that was so funny how they're like, "You got any more models?" Yeah, you got any more models? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to the Mandalorian, it comes to the rest of uh, Star Wars television, the future of Star Wars television. We're uh, <clears throat> we don't really want to cover the story as fact. It's kind of a rumor right now. It's kind of going around that mm-hmm. this might be something that's happening. But uh, we all know uh, the different directors that are in The Mandalorian right now, one of which is Rick Fumiyawa. And he is supposedly in discussions to direct some of the Cassian Andor uh, television series, tele- TV show episodes that are going to be coming out the following year. Um, so as it's put, it seems to that, you know, Disney is liking the direction of what he's doing and how the Mandalorian is coming along, which is good news for the Mandalorian. And they're bringing this guy in. Uh, Lacey, I want to start with you on this one. Um, are, are you a fan? Did you see uh, Dope? Are you excited for this person? And what do you think he's bringing to Cassian Andor? I am probably not the first person you should start with, seeing as I have not seen Dope. Um, mm. But I just Neither like anything. I just like hearing oh. anything about Cassie and Andor. The fact that they're moving forward and talking to directors, like to me, that's exciting. That this is actually happening. We're getting another Star Wars series. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. John, you haven't seen Dope either. I haven't. Uh, I'm looking at Rick uh, um, Famuyiwa. Uh, his um, IMDb page right now. Um, I see his production credits, his director credits, and writing credits. Um, I'm just trying to bring him up right now. He's well, working on a I'll, few I'll, things right now. Um, Son of Shaolin, uh, Mando, episodes 1.2 and 1.6. So he's got the second episode of the season, which is very important because usually pilots... That's interesting. That's the first I've heard the directors have listed. It's, it's on IMDb. You know, you can't guarantee that. But 
Maybe it's... I hear they have great Padme quotes on IMDb. Great Padme <laughs> quotes on there. Yeah. They, maybe, they, maybe they have Mandalorian quotes on there right now with Padme. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I've heard of a bunch of his movies. I know when The Wood came, uh, the wood came out, Brown Sugar, uh, Family Wedding. Sorry, I just knocked my mic. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much about him, but what you have to believe here is that they saw what he did and liked it enough for Mando that they're like, you're in for Cassian Andor. And again, that's if this is true. You know, discussing film has been right about these types of rumors in the past. So I would lean towards maybe this is um, accurate. Um, but again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like they like familiarity. And if you like working with somebody and not even just from a professional standpoint, but also a personal standpoint, like building those relationships, that goes a long way because you get a lot of trust built up there. So this type of thing and this type of rumor seems safe to me and it makes sense. So again, they must have liked the work he did with Mandalorian. Um, and again, I don't put too much stock into, yeah, and I'm not trying to be, you know, negative about it or dismissive. But, you know, who directed which episode of which TV show? I, I don't have that kind of eye a lot of the time where I'm like, that's got to be, I'm watching Breaking Bad. That's got to be a Ryan Johnson episode, unless it says directed <laughs> by Ryan Johnson. I'm like, oh, I liked it because Ryan Johnson did it, you know? So yeah. it's, if it looks good, it looks good. J.J. Abrams directed episodes of The Office. I know. It's incredible. It is. Awesome. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. 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 Which episodes? Um, the ones with the lens flare. I mean, flare, unless duh. it's a big joke that I <laughs> am falling for. No, I think he did. around. I think he really last did. Last week, yeah. Um, yeah. To, to me, I, I, I loved Dope. I was actually, like, really surprised by the film. Um, I heard it was good, so I watched it, and I was like, dang, man, this is better than I thought it was going to be. Um. And uh, one thing that was really surprising about Dope is like, you know how like Stranger Things is kind of like a thing right now where like people are like, oh, it's like this group of kids and like they were all really good and I really liked them together, which is another reason why like the Power Rangers movie had like some fans behind it. They're like, I like this group of kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was kind of dope. It was a coming of age story. Um, and it had these three kids who were like kind of bullied in high school. They just wanted to be their own thing. And then like they get on this crazy adventure with like they get caught with drugs and they get involved in some bad stuff and, uh, they, they grow up, um, throughout the movie. And, uh, I don't know. It got me really thinking that since he handled that in a very good way, I, I, is this, was this rumor? Was this fact that, that the Mandalorian was going to involve something like the Mandalorian having to like deliver a child or like take in a kid or something along those lines? That was a rumor. Was it a rumor? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but assuming that's the case, then we have, we have a, a, a kid involved in this and uh, maybe that means that there's a, a kid or a, a young person involved in, um, uh, the Cassie and Andor stuff as well, which actually, and I know this is kind of a crazy thing, but I was talking earlier at work about, you know, the casting of a young Leia and stuff. And I was like, if they ever were going to do a young Leia, probably the best place to put her in would be around that Rebels era. Oh, wait, they are getting ready to do a live action series around that time. And Cassie and Andor is probably going to have a lot to do with Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, mm-hmm. and another person who's probably <clears throat> hanging around the rebel bases because she figured it out on her own. And we already know that from a book. 
So I don't know. Um, all of that is you know, is nothing to be said, but that does kind of make me think that if there are children involved, I already have faith in Rick being able to pull that off because I've seen a movie that he did that in and it was really good. So. Yeah, and just from a historical standpoint with Star Wars, obviously we're moving forward with this franchise with more content than ever before. Um, it should be you know recognized that... Um, I, I, is it pronounced Famuyiwa? Is that his last name? Rick Famuyiwa? Famuyiwa is Famuyiwa. how I always said it. He's yeah. the first um, African-American male director doing Star Wars. Um, and that's uh, a big deal, especially for um, a lot of people. You know, Vic Mahoney's did his uh, first female doing second unit for uh, episode nine, but um, he's, he's breaking that wall down too. So I think that's huge as well, also to be uh, acknowledged. Nice. Yep. Um, we are, honestly, that's about all the news there was this week. Whew. Uh, we're wrapped up on the resistance report and, uh, give us news star Wars. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to send it over to John for the scoundrels rundown. All right. Here's the deal. I do this. It's very simple every week. Just like, <laughs> just like Han Solo to Beckett with the coaxium. I'm going to count you down. Three, two. Now, three, two, punch it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, punch Punch it. Punch it. See, here we go. On the same page, guys. John Drake. That name must ring bells with everybody. Everybody knows who John Drake is. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. John Drake was hired by Disney. And he was uh, with PlayStation doing game development and licensing. And well, guess what? Disney has taken him too. And now he is going to be in charge as the VP of game licensing for Disney video games. So the future of Disney video games just got a little brighter because a lot of people are very uh, impressed with this guy's resume. And Disney knows how to pick the talent. So they're bringing him in. So Fallen Order is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. More video games are coming from Star Wars and other Disney products. Uh, so get ready for that. Um, next, Eli Vanto, another Chiss, featured in the newest excerpt from Thrawn He's Treason. Not a, not a Chiss? Nope. Not a Chiss off the old block? Nope. <laughs> not a little Chiss? Not even a little Chiss. Chiss on the cheek? <laughs> well, Eli Vanto, either way, has appeared. I thought she was a Chiss. I'm sorry. John chissed the target. I just chissed it. Oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um. Yeah. Either way, uh, in the newest excerpt for Thrawn Treason. <laughs> so if you want to check that out, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. That book's coming out soon, and I won't be buying it. Okay. Next, Lucasfilm Pavilion at D23, which we kind of already talked about the evolution of stormtroopers. So they use San Diego Comic Con to uh, be the rough draft and get all the incorrect things out of the way. So hopefully at D23, everything is accurate and lined up the way everybody wants it to look. And maybe we'll get more information about the Sith Troopers. Are they another trooper? Are they drawing power? Who knows? We're going to find out soon. Hopefully we find out soon because we're really pulling at the, to the strings for Star Wars news and information lately. But uh, And I assume uh, you're probably going to see this uh, set up at New York Comic Con too. They'll probably just bag that thing up and roll it down 
and ship it across to New York, and then we'll get to uh, be up close and personal when we head there uh, ourselves. So uh, that is it, though. That is the rundown, guys. Until more news gets churning out, these rundowns are going to be quicker than the Kessel Run, for sure, that Han and crew did. So now we're just going to send it over to Lacey, who's going to get to you guys and your questions (laughs) in Ask the Resistance. So Chewbacca, I'm not calling you that. Chewy, get us out of here. All right, guys, it's time for Ask the Resistance. You have Star Wars questions. Hopefully we have some pretty good Star Wars answers. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Don't say it. Don't do it. Up first (laughs) is Cal. (laughs) Jeez. Poor, Poor every Kyle ever. First of all, Cal said it was okay that I said it that way. Mm. Anyway, Kyle Baker. I don't know what his hash his his thing is his his Twitter handle. Maybe I got it from somewhere uh, else. Oh, secretive. Uh, he said, "Seems unlikely." Parenthesis due to where it takes place on the timeline. Parenthesis. But will the game Jedi Fallen Order in any way plant some small seeds for something we may see in the rise of Skywalker, like when Battlefront? Two's downloadable content story included finding some on a first some information on a first order dreadnought which appeared at the beginning of the last Jedi. So my gut feeling, I'm going to go first obviously, ladies first. We know this. Uh so my gut feeling is yes because Lucasfilm and the story group usually like weave those little moments and easter eggs into all of their media but at the same time because it takes place so early in the timeline from the rise of skywalker i don't know how that would work again i'm not in the story group so i do not have those ideas but i'm gonna fall with no they might do like a call out of like a symbol here or something but i don't think anything drastic is going to be from the rise of skywalker in this game because they kind of wanted it to be its own story and its own thing um so i don't know why they would distract the amazing story they've probably already written with little bits and pieces for a story that's way down the line. What do you guys like think? Like a compass. I think J.J. Abrams probably like, you guys make video games? That's cool. That doesn't sound like J.J. Do you want to try that again? <clears throat> uh, hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, you make video games? That's incredible. Uh, uh, I make movies, though. So uh, you just stay over there, and I'll stay over here, and uh, it'll be great. Okay? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kale, for your question. Uh, next is Mandalorian Mark at Mark Mandalorian. Mm. And he asks, do you think there will be massive resistance arm? There will be massive resistance armada and or army made up of patchwork, made up of patchwork of various forces to combat the first order shown. If so, how many Mandos do you think will help the good guys? Asking for me. <laughs> I'm so glad he didn't do asking for a friend. I'm so yeah, over that. asking for me, yeah. James. What do you think? Um. So the question, the question, I think basically is, are we going to see a giant armada of resistance fighters, which will be made up of random various forces? Right, like Ready Player One, where they all just join at the big battle at the end. 
<sighs> like different creatures, um, different groups. And do you think Mandos you know, will be there? I think that that's possible. I think that 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 might even be likely because I when we did our episode nine pitches way back, that was one of my things was I was like, they were going to get all these different people together. Mm-hmm. But in an odd way, <clears throat> I don't think Mandos will be involved. <laughs> it seems like such a good opportunity, but I don't think Mandalorians would involve themselves in that fight. They're the kind of people, the the kind of society, in my opinion, maybe you think differently, Mark, but that they would go, I want to watch them fight it out, and then we'll just take over the the <laughs> the winner when they're weak. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like they seem the people like they would just stand out of the whole thing. Um I just I I can't imagine like this big panning shot where you see like, you know, Gungans and like all these crazy things and then like there's like Mandalorians in a small group of people. It's like I don't know, it just feels weird to me. I think if they're going to do this, it's going to be less like a bunch of different callbacks and more like we're going to just like they did kind of in um episode 1, like they're going to be like, "Hey, we're going to go to these people, go to this species and we're going to say, "We need you." And mm-hmm. then they will have like an overwhelming army of that one species. And that right. will be the the grassroots like um, pitchforks type army. Right. Um, James, imagine. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't know about the Mandalorian thing. Imagine it won't happen because they don't want to spoil the character's fate. But imagine the Mandalorian shows up in the Rise of Skywalker. And he's just like he's 25 years older, but he's in the <laughs> armor. So it doesn't matter. And it's Pedro Pascal. <laughs> And wow, I mean, it won't happen. What but is, it, it, I can it's, see it's them very, throwing a, throwing a ship of off to, to the side. Yeah. So when they pan down the line of ships, you're like, "Is that what I think it is?" Like, <laughs> I could see that happening, like with the ghost in Rogue One, but yeah. I could never see him like nodding on camera or something. You yeah. know, what would be really crazy, and I don't know if you guys would would like this or not, but like, I think if they if one of the big surprises in the movie was they were like we're going to need people to help us fight. And then they're like, I know a place where we could go. And then the next screen is like a planet and it's like broken up. And it says down at the bottom, it says Mandalore. And they, and like the (laughs) army of the resistance is a giant, massive Mandalorian armor. Like they get the Mandalorians to help them. Could you imagine like all of the legends fans being like, <laughs> a big pocket of fans, animation and, and legends would lose their mind without a they doubt. They really would. They really would. Uh, yeah. But I like <laughs> that would be so crazy. I would lose my mind in the theater. I'd be like, they just saved fandom, I feel like. Yeah. In one foul swoop, but I don't know that that'll happen. Do you, so you don't think any Mandalorians will show up? Not even like a couple? Oh, man, that's hard to say. Wait, wait, I don't let's know. save there that. There might let's be save like that. one save that for the challenge. kind of character. I don't know. We put it in the challenge, maybe. Maybe. Well, Thanks, I might, Mark. I'll probably change my mind by then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Up next is Len Brown. And he asks, since Disney is remaking a lot of their old classics, three this year so far, will Disney remake the original trilogy either with a recasting or make it an animated film. John, 
You've seen a lot of animated go to live action. Would they do live action animated or would they reboot the original trilogy? So like most movies that come out today are either remakes, reboots, or sequels. I think we've all confirmed this scientifically proven. (laughs) Um, I'm just busting James Chops because before we recorded, we had a discussion whether or not that's true. But Mm. um, yeah, Star Wars, no, it'll never happen. Uh, I know a lot of franchises that does happen too, but Star Wars will never be rebooted or remade some people considered tfa a reboot but i don't i mean that word is just so overused um so no len i don't think star wars uh, like the original trilogy will ever be recast and retold the movies held up and they still do they fit perfectly with the sequels and the prequels and everything it's just it's one of those time capsule sagas that's special and stands out you can reboot your terminators you can even reboot it back to the future if you want for all i care uh, Star Wars, I don't think that'll ever happen. It's just too special, too much of a legacy uh, for that to, to ever go down. Um, that's like, I, I can't imagine them like remaking like The Godfather, even though they probably could. But um, so no. And then animated, you know, you'll get your Galaxy of Adventures stuff that they're doing now, but I don't think they'll ever do the full, let's just animate it because I don't think they want to spend the money. I wish they would. I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah. But I can't see them doing that on a complete, let's just animate the entire A New Hope in this style and use the same audio. I don't know if there's the need for that. So, uh, Len, I'm saying a double no. How about that? But you're my R2 brethren, and I'll never forget that. Nice. Last but not least is, I don't know how to say this name. Benoit. Benoit. You know, it's funny. I was going to say that, and I thought it was wrong. Were you going to say Benoit? No, I was going to say Benoit. (laughs) C, at Mr. Big Ben. And he asks, better pilot, Han, Poe, or Maverick? We're all going to answer this one. James, you'll go first. Who's the better pilot? Easy. Do Do you have a sentence why? A sentence why Han is the best? Yeah. Because Han is the best. Sweet. Now, I don't know. Poe <laughs> Yeah. Poe is a hot shot, but I don't think he's got the years of skills that Han does. I think like they've the the Han Solo comic like really drives in the of how good of a pilot he is because mm-hmm. he goes like hours and hours and hours and hours. Like just being at your a hundred percent top of the game, and he beats all these other ones and stuff. And like Poe is like really good, and he's really talented, but he's like, I don't know, the new up and comer. He, but he could never, I don't know. Top what about Han, Maverick? I don't think uh, he doesn't count. That guy can go upside down. <laughs> guy <John>. flies one <laughs> thing. Poe Dameron can uh, fly anything, right? <laughs> John? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the answer is Han Solo. Uh, Maverick's only flown on Earth. Han Solo's flown (laughs) on several planets and several systems. Um, And, um, you know, he's the greatest. Han Solo's the greatest uh, in the history of all galaxies, not even just one far, far away. So uh, if I had to pick one pilot to get me through everything, it'd be Han without a doubt. I have to agree. Han is the best pilot ever in a galaxy far, far away. And... Poe needs to get his head out of his cockpit because he doesn't know. Yes. 
what he's doing. We've done this before, though, but we did the the Luke, Han, Poe, or Hera. Anakin, and Hera. Yeah, and I was like, I can't, I can't decide. Like, oh, there's I still a couple in there. Han. I don't know, man. Hera's really good, and and uh, it's really hard to deny, like in some cases, like Anakin's ability to pilot things. But I don't know that he's as good as Han. But I mean, Anakin does I don't know, spinning. That's tricky. Yeah. Speaking of tricks. I mean, that's a good trick. Yeah, like his first time in a space thing. He blew up the Trade like, Federation. He's like, oh, I got a couple, whoo, he's doing flips and stuff, which is basically move. all Maverick can do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Maverick well, did guys, hit the brakes and let people fly right by, so. That oh, yeah, that's true. true. Benoit. Who else did that in Star Wars? Somebody did that. Yeah, I think someone uh, did do that. Luke. Luke slams on the brakes and the, the scout troopers go flying by. Oh, yeah. Yay. And then he shoots them from behind. Yeah. yeah. He does. Maverick. Guys, thank you so much for your questions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and tweet us your questions uh, with hashtag AskTheResistance or just tag us and you could be on the show. All your Star Wars questions. John, back to you. <laughs> This is great. This was great. This was great. Um, yeah, our Monday news shows, we try to make them fun for you, especially when news is light like it is now. But we hope you enjoyed our takes on the news that existed uh, this week in Star Wars. Uh, make sure you guys do subscribe to us. If you are new to the Resistance broadcast, uh, you can find us on a lot of platforms. Some I didn't even know we were on. So let's see. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, others, uh, what Radio FM or one of those like that. All of a sudden, we're just popping up in these places. So I, I don't you can know. tell Alexa to play the Resistance Broadcast podcast, and right. we'll play it on what's it called? Uh, uh, the radio now. Radio? Yeah, it's radio something. They call it radios. Our goal is to get on up. AM radio. That, Tune in. That's the dream. Tune in. Tune in. I think that's what it's called. All right, right on. So yeah, any of those formats, subscribe to us because we have two episodes free every week posting today and Thursdays, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Make sure you guys head to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Once D23 hits, I have a feeling uh, there's going to be a lot of news coming out. So stay up to date by doing that. And if you want to support us, the Resistance Broadcast has a Patreon page. You can head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have five tiers starting at $2 a month for page access all the way up to tier five at the general level where uh, you get a cool mug and a t-shirt and a lot of other perks and, and, and good things. So, but either way we post, we like to be very active. We're very proud of our Patreon page. Uh, Lacey posts everything on there for us. And, uh, I don't know, guys. I, I want to briefly go back to you guys. I mean, I am really proud of what we do over on the Patreon page. I know there's a lot of Patreons out there, but we like to, we really do put a lot of content out there. And um, what what would you say briefly to people if they want to go check it out? James, please, please, <laughs> please, sir. Please. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, there's a there's a channel that I always uh, that I pay attention to, and he always just throws into the. He says, "Please consider subscribing, like to his YouTube channel." Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I can say. It's like, yeah, I mean, just like, just think about it. At least, like, you probably will never miss the two dollars, but you'll be able to get access to the stuff that we're doing, and uh, it really makes a big difference in what we're doing. Yeah, so. without a doubt. So yeah, thank you, Lacey. 
Absolutely. We have fun videos. John does rumor reviews. James goes through the history of Star Wars. I show you all the stuff that I shouldn't buy and why I'm broke all the time. And, and you can submit topics for us to talk about on the show. A lot of stuff. A lot yes. of cool stuff. Yes. But um, yes. I do want to say a special thank you to our uh, patron generals uh, at the Tier 5 level. That is Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Len Brown, Neil Lowry, <laughs> Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, and Val Trichkoff. We salute you, generals. Thank <laughs> you guys so much. Um, and the last plug, uh, you guys may have been seeing people post wearing these uh, Make Solo 2 Happen t-shirts. Well, we have that and about 40 other designs over at tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Uh, James Bainey, uh, right next to me. Uh, is he over there? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> he designs most of those, so uh, shout out to him for that. And uh, yeah, check them out. Make Solo 2 Happen and a bunch of other designs over there on our um, page. You get some cool swag. And there's tank tops. It's summertime, you know? Sleeveless. Well, hot you out. would wear a tank top. Have a good time. Yep, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, you guys can find me, um, whether I'm wearing tank tops or not, over on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And uh, what about you, James, when you're not sticking coasters to your head? I thought you, you said you guys, but I thought you said new guys. Like, for all the new guys out there, new guys can find me. Anyway. Twitter and Instagram at Myertrons. <laughs> Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, where I'll be awaiting the day I can purchase my cat's tickets overseeing Star Wars. Yeah, me and James are going to yes. see Star Wars. Lacey's going to see cats, and then she'll do a, a full exclusive review of cats on our Patreon page. I'm kidding. I'm not t- seeing that buy, garbage movie. <laughs> ooh, I want to buy two tickets to cats and put them outside of the theater for uh, Rise of Skywalker, just so I can take a photo, post it on Instagram, and say, hashtag decisions were made. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Um, So, yes, enjoy your weeks. And on Thursday, we're going to have a discussion about is Disney and Lucasfilm being too secretive with Star Wars projects? So we're going to get into that discussion on Thursday and, of course, uh, bring back some of our other fun topics to talk about. But until then, enjoy your weeks. And we'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye.